Welcome everyone, we are about to begin with Hashem Shalom Bayashir number 346. Today we're going to continue uh, reviewing and going through real tremendously powerful and important concepts from the book 10 Really Dumb Mistakes That Very Part Smart Couples Make by Ben C. and Schaefer. And today we're going to discuss the dumb mistake number two, which is um, thinking that I could have done better. And what happens is, is after being married for a while, many people come to the realization that their husbands and wives that they married aren't perfect. And, uh, you know, in the beginning, maybe, if you had the infatuation stage, like we talked about earlier, their spouse was pretty much perfect. And now that feeling fades. And once you realize that your husband and wife is not perfect, then comes the comparison games, which we had Shiurim that talked about the unhealthy aspects of comparison games and kinna, jealousy, and so on and so forth. A husband may realize there are other women out there that are more attractive than his wife, and his wife may realize that there are more husbands that may be making more money or more, quote-unquote, distinguished than their husbands are, or a particular behavior starts bothering you. Why can't my wife become more organized, just like that woman is? Why can't my husband be as responsible as that man? Uh, I see in the bungalow, um, this husband brings his wife's flowers every every hour of Shabbos and takes out the garbage uh, without having to be asked. And and these comparison games uh, uh, start when that... um, perfection of the infatuation stage uh, disappears and or they think back to uh, other people they dated the, the other person that they dated you know uh, they, they were more neat more organized or much kinder and you have doubts and um, and some people we're talking about you know even if it's a good marriage you know and Baruch Hashem like I'm not complaining it's not, it's not like I, things are that bad here but Maybe I Taka could have done better. And then I wouldn't have to go through these uh, annoyances or other things that I'm going through now. And the Yisoyed really is. Now, he says that even if that is theoretically possible, you know, you could have uh, this free will and you could have chosen a different person. But the bottom line is, and maybe that other person may indeed, objectively speaking, have certain qualities that your wife or husband do not have now. But the bottom line is, is that there is no way of knowing. And and if you have a moon and a Kaddish Baruch Hu, to believe that if you're married, you would be married to that other person, would your life be any easier? Would you be happy, having a happier marriage than you have now? Uh, not necessarily. And very often the answer is an absolute no. And... Um, so that is a very important concept that we're talking about today. He brings an analogy. I'd really, um, it's a good analogy that if you read the book, again, we're not reading the book word for word here. Really encourage you to buy the book to see all the nuances of it. But I'll give them much like the Mechdam Elio says. Um, he talks about kinna, jealousy as a, as a general thing. And he brings an Ebenezer over there on Leisachmoid. And then he says that the jealousy is similar to wishing to wear a different pair of glasses. That's not your prescription. Now, as you, you, let's say, you need glasses. So you go to an eye doctor. They prescribe a specific prescription for you so you could be able to see, see well. And if you use someone else's glasses with a different prescription, 
not only won't help you see, it'll harm your vision because that prescription is not for you. Marriage works the same way. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and again, we don't understand, if you think about the Bechira, where Bechira comes in and where uh, everything's Bashert comes in, you'll drive yourself bananas. These are beyond our capacity to understand this. And Emuna is basically is that maybe pre something happening, yeah, Bechira on certain things, but once something happened, everything is Menashemayim. We've had Shiurim on this as well, as best as we could explain it. But the bottom line is, is before you were born, Hashem chose the perfect counterpart for you, the husband and wife for you, with his or her own strengths that balance your weaknesses. And, and um, you know, and your strengths balancing his weaknesses, his strengths balancing your weaknesses. And um, you won't know whether he'll be taut or short or, or introverted or extroverted or have a good sense of humor or sort of be more serious side. One thing you know for sure, though, is that this is the one that Hashem chose for you and it's the right fit for you and it's Menashemayim. So theoretically, if you may have met somebody smarter that you think, oh, I should have married that person, they're smarter, that smarter could have caused a tremendous amount of Agmas Nefesh. Um... Or richer, the money could have caused a lot of Agamas Nefesh. We don't know these things. And um, the bottom line is, is that Moon is telling you that if Hashem didn't chose that person for you, you would have suffered. Because all the best qualities put together in one person doesn't mean that it's fit for you. There's actually a joke. Uh, um, um, I, one big Rebbe, I think someone went to the, this person uh, what are you looking, you know, the, the, asked him advice about dating and they, he was going out. What are you looking in, in, uh, for, in, a, in a husband or in a wife? And the person gave a long laundry list and the Rebbe smiled and said, you know, uh, you're, you're not looking for one person. You're looking for 10 people combined in one. It does, just it simply doesn't exist. The shoe has to fit properly for it to be comfortable. Very often when a person is in a uh, challenge in his marriage, because it's a complex thing, marriage, it has a lot of needs and emotions and personality traits will clash. Some things will get on your nerves. It's a normal thing. You have different upbringings, different natures, different dispositions. And, you know, that, that's always going to be a challenge in marriage, realistically speaking. But it's the wisdom of our Creator, HaKadosh Baruch who chose the one that's right for you. And it fits together. And uh, he may not be the best bacher in Lakewood. He may not be. She may not may not be the top girl in seminary. It makes no difference. She's perfect for you. She's handpicked for you. He's handpicked for you. And Hakadosh Baruch Hu, who knows your nature and the essence of your personality, this is the match for you. So, could you have done better? Objectively speaking, better doesn't mean that you'll have a better marriage, and it doesn't mean necessarily that you'll be happy together. That's his biggest side. That's the second real dumb mistake that very smart people make. They look around and say, I could have done better. Theoretically, objectively speaking, again, they could snag a person that has a specific quality that, uh, uh, that your wife does not have or doesn't have a shortcoming that your husband has. That's possible. But to think that if only you married him or her, life would be easier or I'd be happier... That that's a totally false notion created by certain kinna and comparisons in your mind that's very short-sighted. And they forget, by the way, 
that that other person that may have these other milas that your wife or husband does not have, have their own sets of issues, their own sets of shortcomings of flaws. You, you would admire, oh, I would, my, that husband, that, that man has more self-confidence, but that self-confidence may border arrogance or, you know, and, and on and on and on. So it's really a key of this is betachen. Do I trust HaKadosh Baruch Hu on that? Do I trust HaKadosh Baruch Hu that he knows what's best for me? There are two aspects of betachen. He goes through a tremendous yesoid, and this is one of those things, Bezaz Shem, if I'd have time, to love to give Shiorim HaKadosh Alvavis, both on Shah betachen and Shachesh Ben HaNefesh, the 30, especially the parak that has the 30 things to contemplate about. And we don't understand betachen that well, what it is, what it means. So he explains over here, based on the Chayvah Salvaves, that there are two concepts that a person needs to fully embrace in order to have true betachen. The first one is easy, is easy to understand, and that is Hashem loves me more than I love myself, that all, as much as I want best for me, Hashem wants it even more, as much as I want it to turn out well, Hashem wants it more, as much as I want my success, Hashem wants that even more. As much as I love myself, Hashem loves me even more. That concept is not hard to accept. But there's another concept in Betochen that gives us a lot of trouble. It's hard to accept, but it's equally important in Betochen. What does that mean? That second aspect of Betochen is not just that Hashem loves you and knows what's best for you more than you know yourself. But to accept that Hashem knows better than you what is for your best. As much as I think I know what I need, and as much as I know how things should turn out, and how I want it to turn out, Hashem knows better than me what's best for me. That Nekuda of Betachin trips us up. That is a Nisoyen. That is not easy. That level of Betachin which is required. And once you have that, life is much more beautiful and more besimcha, but it is a harder thing to absorb in a person's personality. And it takes work. And that aspect of betochen is absolutely necessary. You think, I need to marry that woman. I need to get that job. I need my child to get in that particular school. And we ask Hashem, please Hashem, help me marry this woman, get this job. Have my child go to this particular yeshiva and you daven and Hashem doesn't listen. And you think that it's because he, your schusim aren't big enough or he didn't listen to you and he's not making deals. You know, if you do this, I'll give go to dafyaymi, I'll give money to tzedakah, I'll be careful in Shemir Saloshan, and he's still not listening to you and you're frustrated. I need it. Hashem's good to me. Why aren't you listening to me? Are you angry with me? Are you complaining? Are you upset at me? Why, 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 why? In reality... What you need to think sometimes is, is Hashem heard you loud and clear and he answered you in the best possible way and he's saying that I know this job is not good for you. You know, or you, you, have a, you want the kid to be in this yeshiva. I know that there is a child in this class that would be in this class, in that yeshiva, that would have the worst possible influence on your particular child. But you have no idea. You don't know this. Hashem knows this. So you hold back your child from going to that particular shiva to protect your child from the influence of that 
child that would have a negative influence on him or a Rebbe that would have a negative influence on him or whatever. So trusting Hashem doesn't just mean trusting that Hashem will do your bidding to do what you want. In a weird way, when you think that way, you become the Rabbeinah Shalom and Hashem is your Eved. If you have that mentality... Yes, Hashem knows what's best for me, but when, when, he, when I want something and a mikabal my tefillah because of my tzchusim, he'll listen to exactly what I say, you're basically dictating you know, what you want to Hashem, and he, as a quote-unquote evid, is to comply. That's not betachin. Trusting Hashem means that he has a master plan. He knows better than us infinitely what's better for us. And the bottom line is in life. This is not just in marriage. Rabbi Sai, please listen. In reality, in life, there's so many, so many choices we need to make in daily life. It's impossible to think all of them through perfectly. We have no other option other than to trust Hashem to help us, guide us with the decisions we need to make. We don't know what's right. By the way, just as an Eitzetayva, and it helped me a lot with my children in Shaduchim, for all of you that have children in Shaduchim, or even those that are in Shaduchim right now yourselves, this is how you daven. Even let's say you went out, you're going out a few times with a boy or girl or your child did, and, and things are going in the right direction, and you love it, it looks, it looks wonderful, but you daven to HaKadosh Baruch Hu like this, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it seems to be going in the right direction. If this is meant to be, and this is what's best for my child, Please help it go through. And if it's not best for my child, and it's been a Shemayim that this is not her, his, his or her real zivig, and it's not best for them, then please end it quickly, and it should end with Shalom, and it should end without Agmas Nefesh. That's a, a better tefillah to daven. When you daven for a specific thing, it's scary in a way. Your child or yourself, you may have gone out you know, five times, six times, and you want it to go out. Go. And we know people go out five times, six times, seven times, and it doesn't work. We don't know why and what experience you have to gain by going through these things. But the bottom line is, is we have limited sight. We can't see even two weeks or two months into the future. We think something's good and may not be. So we have to daven to Hashem this way. I trust you. It's going in this direction. You had a job interview. You're not sure you're getting it or not. Hashem, you know what's best for me ultimately. If this is really, truly best for me, please help me be matzliach and help me and not worry and so on. If it's not and it's taka danger for me, do what's best for me and help me have clarity. The clarity ask for or to the acceptance on what, what will happen when Hashem makes that choice for us. So choosing a husband or wife requires trusting HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And don't think, by the way, people, a lot of people say this, that when I was younger, I was stupid, I didn't think of this, I didn't think of that, I didn't have the right adracha, and so on and so on and so forth. First of all, even if that is true, the lesson for it is, is to go and teach people to have the right adracha. But once something happens, it's minashamayim, and you make the best of it. There are many people that said that, you know, they, they had harata, but they realized how minashamayim it was. But the agmas nefesh, is a chesaron and betochen in that aspect. It's very important to understand this. People change. Circumstances change. Things get a lot better, Bar Hashem. She, things can, people can grow. We don't know the future. We're all we're a work in progress. Your marriage wasn't good until now. It could be beautiful going forward. You both work on yourselves and daven. It could transform. 
So, we, you know, in reality, yes, we do, while we're going out, our necessary hishtadlus, that is true. You know, we're mechoyiv too. You can't just sit back and not look for a job when you want Hashem to give you parnasa. Hashem wants you to look for a job. You want to get married. Hashem wants you to go through the, the process. But ultimately, if you think about it deeply, the decisions to whom you're going to marry is beyond our capacity. We don't have the ability to make such a choice. The only sane way to make that choice is, of course, you do whatever shtavlis you have to do, your normal shtavlis, or talk to your rav, or talk to people, eitzis, whatever it is, and then daven and trust Hashem. Trusting Hashem that He knows what you need now and for the future, and that Hashem has everything in His plan, and He chose that ideal partner that's meant for you. Of course, it's challenging when things aren't going smoothly. So every married person makes adjustments and readjustments and constant adjustments. That is normal marriage. So, But when those inevitable questions arise, when there are bumps in the roads, did I choose the right one? Could I have done better, neater, having someone neater, quieter, more outgoing, less confident, more confident, more showy, more easygoing, and you go it over and over and over in your head to remove that agmas nefesh, to remove that unnecessary um, turmoil, realize Hashem knows what's best for me, better than I do. He handpicked it. And when you daven, you daven for Hashem to help you through the bumps in the road. That's how you do it. Thank you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, And just please, Hashem, help me forward with this. Well, Be'ez Hashem be mamshich in this concept in the upcoming shir.